You are listening to Chef Life by College Fools. Peace out. Welcome to another episode of Chef Life. Today we're with Shane Dale. Um, we're at the lovely Woodhall Spa um, in Weatherby. Um, keen to hear a bit more. Shane, we've been working together for about a year. Met at Grantley Hall. Um, and yeah, love working with her. Love the food. And we've got some nice little things to throw in today in terms of sampling. Some new products we've got for Shane. So we'll probably start with just a bit more, learn a bit more about Shane and then go into the sampling. So over to you, mate. So where do, where do you start? What brings you here today? Well, I think it's more about you and yeah. <laughs> your products. Okay. Um, that's why I love to do things like this. And uh, nowadays, I think it's very important to have a channel for chefs to yeah. communicate. Definitely. Um, I really love the idea to gather all the ideas from chefs. Yeah, awesome. So, you what? To, where were you before? So, how did you get into your career then? So, where did you start? And well, long story. Go for it. <laughs> we like long stories. So, I studied two years of um, cooking. Uh, it we call TAFE in Australia, in Melbourne. Okay. That back to 2018. Right, fantastic. And then start working straight away, like a few casual jobs at the same time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, since then, never stopped really Fantastic. and uh, I, s I s live in Australia about nine and a half years before I moved here yeah and I moved here is li literally just keep working Fantastic. all the time in this industry so what brought you from Australia to here then just just fancy the change or scene or not really <laughs> <laughs> because of the husband oh, fair <laughs> there you go there you go then. Yeah. yeah so he's from here and for me I think it's a good opportunity to explore because in the UK, like in Euro European country, we have a Michelin star restaurants. Yeah. However, I don't know why, but we don't have it in Australia. Okay. We have a, our own chef's hat. So I've worked in one chef's hat restaurant. Right. Like in the middle of nowhere, really, three right. hours drive from Melbourne. Wow. Um, but I think it's quite similar like Michelin star. Yeah. However, it's not Michelin star kind of restaurant so I like to see what is the food like in the UK and how come people are so good at it yeah so that's why I think it's really good opportunity and do you find some of your influences from where you're from does that affect how how do you try and twist that into your cooking and I think recently I realized more awesome. yeah, because yeah. Um, people ask me ask me about my food what is your food what's the idea yeah. So I'm like, mm, my food is quite mixed, just like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah That's the best though, man. Because yeah. my, my background from China, but somehow I live in Australia to start this career. Yeah. So it's the most important period of time in my life yeah. to learn cooking and then to kind of open my eyes yeah. as well. And then now I'm in, well, when I was in Australia, I've done like, uh, French fine dining um, yeah. training, okay. and I've d I've done some uh, Japanese cooking, Japanese restaurants. Yeah. I've done all sorts, but when I get here, it's more like to see the British food. It's slightly different from yeah. what I've been learning. Yeah. And at the same time, I work at Isho, um, yeah. which is another Japanese restaurant. Work in Chateau Ch yeah. Chinese restaurants, yeah. and now I'm at Woohoo as. Um, Beautiful Cla countryside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. classic <laughs> English, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, classic English. So it's a bit of a mixture, but yeah. I think 
that is definitely benefit me. Yeah. Because then when we're talking about Japanese ingredients or Chinese yeah. ingredients, I can kind of use them into my cooking. Yeah. And do you find your childhood in China, does that, is that, do you try and put that into every dish or does it just naturally come, come through in terms of when you're thinking of menu? And the flavour-wise, I think yeah. it's um, naturally come through. Fantastic. Um, because that's what we eat back home. Even now, I once a week at least or fancy bit of Chinese food. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, so, yeah. and uh, when I was young, I just cook with my mom all the time. Fantastic. It's like a helping hand yeah. for my mom. So. That must have been quite a, a culture change going from China to Australia, like, because you had it language was. barriers and everything, like, yes. so, so much to learn. That's it, was a, it was tough. It's like um, quite depressing for, for probably almost a year. It's a real, like, to overcome that, that's fantastic. That's a real testament. Yeah, to because, well, we've learned English from secondary school. Yeah. But we never got anyone to talk to. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So when I first first got Australia, I fancy some Subway. It's yeah. like, oh, that sandwich feels good. Yeah. I don't know how to order it. <laughs> I don't know the the name of a jalapeno or yeah. lettuce, tomato. So I can only say, can I have this, that, this, yeah. and then point out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was very funny, but I kind of not surround myself with uh, Chinese people. Yeah. So I have the opportunity to talk to people. Yeah, yeah, put yourself out there type thing. Yeah. Exactly, I kind of forced yeah. myself into it. Fantastic. And then I got um, work um, in like, like a catering company, mm -hmm. but everyone speaking English mm -hmm. apart from me, so <laughs> that is where I learned. Wow, as well. That's yeah. badass, man. Like, that just putting yourself out. Then, I suppose the beauty of cooking to a degree is it's fun, it's you know, it's universal, isn't it, in terms of how things taste? Yeah, and, but and it was funny at the beginning because uh, a lot of words are French, right? Okay, in cooking, right? So, I'm like, it's hard enough to learn English, yeah, now I have to, to, to learn <laughs> French. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, no, but it's awesome. it was fun, it yeah. was fun. No, I think that's great. I mean, I think that th those experiences in shaping food, I think with some of the, the best chefs we, we work with, you know, like yourself, is it's that journey of, of a mixture of things from their childhood all the way through to how they learn to where they are now and then what inspires them. Like <coughs> what we found really interesting is the Japanese and Chinese ingredients we do, like that universally picks attention of all these different chefs from loads of different backgrounds. So I think that's, yes. th that's so interesting. It's, it's kind of, it's still got that sort of Orient mystique, you know, where it's yes. exciting, it's different. And, yeah. and I think that's really interesting. And again, another reason why we, we push them so much. But what I've got for you today is some, some new, literally fresh off the boat for us. So uh, we've got a um, Mikan Ponzu, uh, which is okay. vegan, so made with shiitake mushrooms. We've got an aged uh, rice vinegar three-year-old um, with sake kesu. Uh, we've got a red shisho syrup, which I thought you'd like, to be mm. fair. And then we also have a green shisho syrup. So Great. I, that to me is the best thing we've we've brought over in, in years. But this red one, I think, will, will really tie into you. You want to have a? I love it. Have a little try. I know you like ponzus. <laughs> it's just like uh, some basic ingredients. Same in China, you have to take time to ferment it. Yeah. And then it's like got history behind it. Yeah. And then lately you. A few sources you brought to me, they've got a story to yeah, tell like and that's, that. Yeah, that's very much where, where we're going with this is, you know, we're going more and more towards depth and age of manufacture. 
yeah. and you know where there's a heritage behind the products and more importantly the product is being produced the same way for, for a long period of time mm. um, I mean some of the some of the uh, soys we do you know the, the barrels that are aged in a, a pre World War One, you know, they're, they're that old, and you've got all that age of bacteria and, and nice stuff yes. like working. Um, and I like what I really like with the Japanese products in terms of the manufacture is that a lot of them are aged by the seasons, and I think mm. that's really important, especially when you talk to people like yourself and, and other chefs we deal with at a high level. You know, everything's seasonal based and, and allowing the land and the world to do its thing, not forcing anything. And I mm. like within our range how that ties through. What do you think of the Mikan uh, Bonsai? I love it. It's great, isn't it? Mm. It's really tangy. I yeah. think it's a sauce or, or a dressing, I think that's and really... And then you've got the depth as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very interesting, this. Yeah. I, I love can it. It can be quite good. And let's move you on to the one that I'm, I'm banking a lot on this thing. I think you'll like this. I think okay. you'll like this. So this is uh, red shisho leaf um, mm. syrup. So again, it could be used for a cocktail or, or dessert. A nice peppery basil leaf taste. Um, I like the shiso leaves. Yeah. They're so expensive, yeah. but it's amazing. Oh, this is really nice. Nailed it. Mm. I like the colour as well. Yeah. It's not that sweet. No, more peppery balanced, yeah. 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 And then you can almost pickle stuff with it. Yeah, it's good. I think it, uh, I think from a cocktail, we, a lot of these products always lend themselves to cocktails. Mm. We don't really market them towards cocktails, but I think it, it definitely lends itself to that or some sort of dessert. Um, and the green one is quite interesting. So this is green shisho leaf, so, so mm. a little bit stronger in yeah. taste, but um, I thought the red one would, would be more up your street. This smell more savoury, is that yeah. right? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. It's got a place, not quite. The, the red one, I think, is sort of a piece of resistance, but yeah. It's, uh, is this just got soy sauce on it? Yeah, yeah leaves it as a base. Almost a, a ponzi nice. to a degree. That tastes more shiso. Yeah, yeah. I think it for pickle or like cocktail would be yeah amazing. And this is really interesting. Uh, it's the first time we've sort of messed with this company, um, but I think that's a really good product. So it's sakikesu aged uh, red wine vinegar. Um, it's three year old. I think it's um, quite vibrant in taste. It's got a lot of punch. It looks like soy sauce. Yeah. <laughs> than, than dark. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Quite rich. But I like it. This is um, very close to the black vinegar from China. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But not as strong. This is quite smooth. Yeah, I think the, the casu kind of brings it back down and um, take the edge off. And tastes alcohol is that yeah exactly yeah yeah the, <laughs> the cream off but yeah no quite interesting but um mm. yeah because our next sort of iteration is we, we're trying to build out the chinese range a little bit more yeah. and, and finding the right products within that um but that's quite a journey for us we, we still feel there's still room to go with our japanese products but, mm. but yeah we want to start branching out a little bit more mm. at the moment but um because you, you use such a mix of the japanese and chinese in in your Yes. And stuff, yes. Um, for the next tasting menu, I probably will go a bit further. Okay. At the moment, this is the first seven courses yeah. tasting menu I've done in uh, this hotel. Yeah. 
because it's kind of um, I need to learn if customer can accept this those flavors. Yeah, absolutely. But what I learn is they love it. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it takes it takes so many things for us. Even some of our smaller restaurants are, are starting to play with it. But I, I do think there's a there's something around going out and it being an event, mm. you know, like enjoying new flavors and, and little bites and that sort of tapas style to the next level. I think yes. is definitely where consumers yes. are going. And now I think I I understand the customer a bit more, like what to what degree they can accept the food. Yeah. Not like a full um, Chinese flavor or Japanese flavor. Yeah. Um, still need to be very careful with the raw fish sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. But some is coming. Hopefully, they will learn a bit more. Yeah. So I think it's more about educate customers Absolutely. as well. Yeah. No, and no. Then they can educate through taste as well. I think that's a yes. That's a and once point. they understand, then they will have better experience. Absolutely. I think because it's it, what chance you can have, like yeah. Japanese or yeah, Chinese food yeah, yeah. in yeah. a hotel. That's yeah, oh, in such a nice setting as well. Yeah, yeah, in country side. Are you looking for ingredients of provenance locally as well to some of those dishes? Are you looking for local producers and stuff? Yes. So at the moment, on the menu, we already have a Yorkshire pork belly. Nice. And we'll have Yorkshire dog breast as okay. well. Fantastic. And uh, for this year, we have a project called Magic Project. Right. So what we're going to do is we probably will have our own farm animals. Fantastic. And then slowly, slowly, we can build up to have like milk from them Fantastic. or have meat. And uh, we want to build up a farm shop yeah. just... Um, around that car nice. park there yeah and we're gonna have a secret garden down the That's secret lovely. garden the yeah. italian garden on the bottom yeah where people can get married there oh, but on the bottom we want to build up a chef's um, garden oh, lovely. so we can have some herbs I think that's like Josh and Goldsworth Hall. Like he does something similar. I mean, they've mm. similar sort of landscape in terms of, in terms of size. But yeah, yeah, I think there's there's something really in that that like you know you you really managing that that product from seed to nurture to growth to yes. to fish. You yes, know, like a lot a lot fantastic. effort. Yeah, but I think it's definitely worth doing it. Um, that is opportunity for us. Oh yeah, it sets you apart. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Where else are you eating those food? You've grown it. You've hand reared yeah. it. You know that that to me is. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. And like cheese I've been using, I'm going to put on the menu that all English cheese nice, yeah. rather than French one. Yeah. We probably will use very, very few um, imported yeah. cheese. Yeah. The rest are going to be English. And there's such Yorkshire, I find with cheese, I mean, cheese is an area we're building out, but um, there's so many good choices just locally yes. around what you can get. Um, yes. And the flavor varieties and these small artisan producers, I feel mm. cheese really lends itself to that. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, in Yorkshire, it's not many yet. Yeah. But in the UK, whole oh, UK, absolutely. we have a lot of amazing cheese. Yeah. A lot of small business. And then they, I've heard they have to wait for the grass grown to certain length. Right. And then they will let the cow out to eat the grass. Yeah. Okay. So it's very interesting. So that then, hopefully yeah. I can bring that story here as yeah. well this year. Yeah. So then customer will will understand the produce. Yeah. And uh, with this sitting here, I think people come to a country hotel, or that's yeah. what they want to eat oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. And there's, there's there's something around the theatre of the story. Like I think yes. again, Josh Josh Goldsby does that really well. I feel, and, and in fairness, Lisa at Northcott, I think that that theatre around. <coughs> 
where all the produce is coming from and if you're growing it specifically here and mm. it's, it's just a bit more for the diner and that whole experience like you say where they can immerse themselves in it yeah exa- um, definitely and then it's more eco-friendly absolutely yeah and people do care yeah where those produce from nowadays yeah so I, I suppose I from you as from a chef perspective that's really interesting because it's adding more strings to your bow in terms yeah. of learning all these other a- aspects of the food chain yeah, to build into definitely. Your I like that um, learning because no one can say I know everything. Absolutely. So we learn different things, different flavor, different ingredients, yeah. and then like different techniques, even like how to grow yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the herbs from seeds. Yeah. Like what you say, it's really interesting. I yeah. think that probably will be my next step to get more knowledge like this. Yeah. And uh, it, there are opportunities from our suppliers and uh, from the farmers because they they can just tell you how they for example yeah. how they make the cheese yeah yeah exactly yeah so that is very interesting is if you think we think back to where we started on this where you came from like moving to australia figuring out how to order a subway sandwich to like where you are now with that growing your own produce and rearing potentially i can't that, believe that's it fucking phenomenal like, I <laughs> that's crazy i can't believe it yeah, because yeah. um sometimes i think look there are loads better chefs than me out there. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> they they know a lot more things because yeah. probably they have a bit different background, different training from yeah. what I had. But it's also interesting to think, I never thought my life will be to this stage and to be a hot chef for many years and then to get the opportunity to know all those things, yeah. ingredients or different business, and the restaurants like catering hotels i've done it all really that's phenomenal i never thought about that i just think like where that story you were saying at the beginning with moving to australia to to now with the handwritten like it's it's night and day you know it's it's like almost gone full circle in terms of where yeah i was doing i was doing sandwiches every day cutting fruit platters every day uh, 2019 to to, to 18 and 19. No, sorry. I got completely wrong. It's a 2008. Wow. But still, that time frame is phenomenal. Like, in terms of that that journey. Yeah, because I moved to Australia. That's 2008. Wow. I thought it was 18. I completely messed up. Sorry. Yes. Don't worry. So, so menu-wise, and so that's that's quite a big change, I suppose, implementing that in the kitchen. And and your staff will have to learn a lot of of new skills and stuff. And then, sort of flavor-wise, is there anything that, that where you're really wanting to get to? Anything alluding your flavor-wise that you you're trying to work on to to get or? So the way I've been trained up is not to have a hundred different flavor. Yeah. On the plate, so I like to have a very simple ingredients and then probably two three different flavor on the plate, but I like to showcase the ingredients itself. Yeah rather than put a lot of herbs or a lot of spices and then to the point you can't taste it yeah so for my food it's quite simple i think but which means everything needs to be really fresh and then to be handled very well yeah um like from the japanese uh, cooking method what i learned is the way to treat your ingredients and uh, that is how i've been trained anyway yeah it's not about okay. I can I can do those flavors. I can um, just copy and paste a recipe. It's not about that. Yeah. Like 
for example, when you fillet fish, the way you put a fillet is skin side up or down. Yeah. It's completely changed the texture of that fish okay. if you're doing sashimi. I did not know that. Okay. It is, it is like yeah. it's so sometimes if you can see if you have a big fillet fish, salmon or cod, the the flesh will kind of um, flaky become flaky. Yeah. And the sinew kind of can't hold the flesh together. Okay. So that's where you will get really chewy fish. Right, okay. okay. Either it's too old or it's the way you even rest it. Okay. It will affect all those textures. So I kind of quite into those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> really interesting. I did not know that at all. Every day just so just yeah. to take a bit care, a bit more care to the ingredients. Yeah. Um, so that will maintain the flavor. And very simple, sometimes even salt can bring f so much flavor yeah. out of vegetables, yeah. let's say. Those, those small things, I think, is what I will focus on. Of course, some sauce like this, but then you will think, okay, um, what sauce should be for sure. meat or for fish, and uh, what kind of flavor I want to deliver. Yeah. So. It's an interesting journey. Yeah, but of course, when you eat eat somewhere else, yeah. and then you learn from other chefs as yeah. well, it's very interesting. It is. I think that's one thing since sort of coming into this for us is, is we've sort of moved up to dealing with more chefs of your caliber, right? We've noticed how much it's almost a community where everyone's kind of learning and emulating to a degree, yeah. like what the next person's done, and yeah. it's it's like one of my friends said it's quite competitive, and I'm like, I don't think it is. I think it's more so. It's building on ideas mm -hmm. all the time. And it's a bit to a degree how we started with the Japanese range. You know, one of our close friends, Thomas uh, Labraski, he, he recommended he really wanted a certain type of mirin. We found it. And then he took me on this journey. And then I've gone off and done my own thing, you know. So, and it's, and again, meeting you, you know, you've, you've introduced me to some of the Chinese flavors, which is building up like this next range that we keep looking yeah. at. And, you know, I, I like that we get influenced by what you guys are doing. Um, and then we try and equally bring to you things that we think you like and uh, that's the most rewarding thing yeah absolutely ever yeah it yeah. is I mean like it's a weird little game I like that red shisha when I tried that mm. with the supplier I was like Shane's gonna fucking love this I <laughs> really know? love it yeah each, each different products we try we try and think of the chef that it will fit into um I almost get giddy about them trying it so it's but I like that like in terms of a way of doing business in a partnership I think that's that's really it's from my background, I dealt with Tesco's and people like that in the mm. past. And this is a lot more rewarding because then giving you something raw like this and seeing what you end up creating with it, it's mind blowing. You know, it's it is. It's just it's amazing. So many people's effort from yeah beginning to the plate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's no, yeah. great. I love it. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time. We love working with you. One of my faves, always have been. But uh, Rianne's here today to do some awesome filming with you and see, see you knock some great stuff from the kitchen. Um, so people can find your social media, come try a new menu at Woodall Spa in Weatherby. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for your time, Shane. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Chef Life by Cottage Food. Find out more about our range of world-class ingredients at our website or follow us on Instagram. Until the next time.